Compare Simplified Employee Pensions, SEPs, to qualified plans and identify when a SEP is a good alternative to a profit-sharing plan. As its name implies, a Simplified Employee Pension, SEP, is simpler to maintain than a qualified retirement plan. This makes it an attractive alternative to the small business owner. A SEP has many of the same benefits as a profit-sharing plan. Contributions can be made on a discretionary basis, and the contribution limits are essentially the same as for a profit-sharing plan. This means that the maximum deductible contribution is 25% of compensation, and the maximum allocation for any participant is the 415C limit that applies to other defined contribution plans. SEPs have even more flexibility with in-service withdrawals, as a participant can take a distribution at virtually any time from a SEP. One of the primary reasons it's easier to maintain a SEP is that instead of a trust fund, IRAs are established for each participant. This means the elimination of trust accounting, less paperwork when benefits are distributed, and less hassle when the plan is terminated. Also, there are no annual reporting requirements for a SEP, and the plan document requirements are much less complicated than for a qualified plan. For these reasons, a SEP is an excellent alternative to a profit-sharing plan and is usually the better choice for the small business owner unless some of the limitations placed on a SEP draw the employer back toward the profit-sharing plan. Now, these limitations include, one, unlike a profit-sharing plan, benefits must be fully vested at all times. Two, because IRAs are used as the funding vehicle, the plan cannot allow investments in life insurance and no participant loans are allowed. Three, the allocation formula in a SEP is more rigid than in a profit-sharing plan. Contributions must be allocated as a level percentage of pay or integrated with Social Security. Profit-sharing plans are much more flexible under the cross-testing rules. Four, SEP coverage requirements are very different than those that apply to qualified retirement plans. The rules require covering all employees who have attained age 21 have performed services for the employer for at least three of the immediately preceding five years. A year of service is earned with a minimum amount of earnings each year. Now let's discuss a couple of other issues that are relevant for an employer considering a SEP. First, a SEP cannot allow employees the option to make pre-tax salary deferrals. The employer would have to choose a simple or a 401k plan if this was the goal. However, there is one exception to this prohibition. Before 1997, a SEP could have a salary reduction feature, and those plans were called SARSEPs. If an employer was maintaining a SARSEP in 1996, they were allowed to continue them under a grandfathering rule. Now, second, the control group and other aggregation rules that apply to qualified plans also apply to SEPs. These are complex rules that we'll discuss in another section, but it's important to mention the impact of these rules on a SEP. For example, let's say one person owns two different companies. This is referred to as a control group, and both employers are treated as one employer for testing purposes. With a SEP, that means that the plan must cover all the employees of both companies as long as they have satisfied the age and service requirements. The SEP coverage rules have no flexibility, which means that an advisor fails to find out about the control group and sets up the plan for only one company, the plan will fail to meet the minimum coverage requirements in virtually all cases. Third, the top-heavy rules that apply to qualified plans also apply to SEPs. Now, this doesn't have a big impact unless the SEP uses a formula that's integrated with Social Security. 
In this case, the administrator must make sure that the appropriate top-heavy minimum contributions get allocated to the right participants.